Good evening and welcome to this week's edition of Ghana in Focus with myself Kwame, a Ghanaian broadcaster, journalist, podcaster and entrepreneur. And in this week's uh, Ghana in Focus podcast, it's, it is part one of a three-part series looking at land and also building in Ghana. Yep, so part one of this uh, mini-series is looking at land acquisition in Ghana, how to go about looking for land and how to go about, you know, registering the land and the documents that you need in order to secure your land. <clears throat> and so, before we start, just to make aware that uh, uh, this podcast was made possible by Buzzsprout.com. Uh, they gave me all the information that I needed, including a uh, email tutorial to start my own podcast. And so if you would like to start your own podcast, could be in music, could be in sport, could be in food, travel, then just reach out to Buzzsprout.com and they will give you all the tools that you need to start a successful podcast. And also, if you'd like to help us uh, with producing more great content from Ghana, then you can uh, donate as little as one US dollar a month. Uh, that will help us continue to bring some more great uh, podcasts coming out of Ghana. And so, let's get into this uh, podcast looking at land acquisition in Ghana. So this land issue is a very, very vexed issue because many uh, diasporans who want to come to Ghana, one of the first things that they look about is land. How do I get land, all right? Because land can be at times a contentious issue, particularly if you don't know the terrain and particularly if you don't know how to go about securing uh, the best land practice for you. And so I'm using my experience uh, as someone who's bought land, as someone who's also been a victim of a scam, using my experience to help you make the right judgments and the right decisions when buying land and how to register and what to look out for for uh, land acquisition in Ghana. All right, so there are four types of land that you can get in Ghana. So the first is government land. So that's land owned by the government. And this land is kind of hard to get because it's mainly for government business. So, you know, one way or the only way which you can get government land is that if you are deciding to uh, build a factory or some, you know, commercial enterprise of the magnitude whereby you can negotiate with the government for land that they've got available in which you would like to do this enterprise on. So that's government land. The second type of land available in Ghana is stool land. So that's owned by kings and queens, okay? That's why it's called stool land, yeah? So that land also can be uh, a bit problematic because some of the chiefs of fortune in Ghana some of our kings, so-called chiefs, by the term kings in Ghana, you know, they've used their land, and some instances, they've sold the land to more than one person, and it's resulted in litigation issues, all right? And if we talk about litigation, 
in Accra alone, that's the capital of Ghana, Accra alone, there are more than 1,000 cases of land litigation because the land that has been sold to people has been illegitimate land and land that has not been, you know, done in the right way. So we need to avoid these kind of issues and this is why I'm doing this uh, feature looking at land acquisition in Ghana. So the third uh, type of land that is available in Ghana is that land owned by families. You know, so for example, uh, a family may uh, have got the land, so let's say family J may have got the land that has been passed away from their grandfather or great-grandfather who was a uh, you know, a a high member within the family or the clan or the the tribe of people of a particular group, and that's how that family acquired that land. So you've got family land again, that could be an issue too. Because I think in some cases, you know, family member A has sold you know a parcel of land that the family owes without the consent of the family, and that that uh family A member has sold a particular land to more than one person, yeah? So that again has resulted in a lot of litigation cases. And the final uh, type of land that you have in Ghana is land that is owned by real estate developers. So real estate developers, and this is the best kind of land to buy because the real estate developers have actually bought the land from either the stool or the family that I've mentioned a minute ago, and this land has been secured and registered by the real estate developer, and they're using that land to sell plots to people who want to build on, and some also, they will build housing units on that land that they've got for themselves, or, or for their real estate company, yeah? So that's land that is owned by a real estate development company. So those are the types of land that are available in Ghana uh, to to lease. So in Ghana, you don't buy land, you actually lease it. So particularly if you are a, not a citizen of Ghana, then you are given a lease for about 50 years and then you have to be renewed after that time. But if you are a citizen of Ghana, then you can get a lease for up to 99 years, all right? So that's, again, something that you need to be aware of if you are not a citizen of Ghana, but wish to buy land. See, if you're not a citizen of Ghana, you can buy land. However, the lease period is about 50 years. All right? So, let's get now into the intricacies or nuances of buying land in Ghana. So, let's take out the, the government land, because like I said, unless you're going to do a massive business, then government land is, is, is primarily out of bounds. So now let's look at land that is owed by, owned rather, by either family or that stool land, i.e. king or queen, or land that is owned by a real estate company. So if you see that land, you know, you may see on the roadside, land for sale, chorus number, blah, blah, blah. What you need to do is do not part with any money. So do not give a penny to anybody selling land or when you see an advertisement, whether in mikasa.com or other portals selling land. You don't give 
any money up front to any person who claims to be selling land. Now, this is a process that you need to follow. So if someone is advertising land, okay, you go, so, so, so for example, uh, family A is saying that they've got a plot, 70 by 100, to sell for, for example, $10,000, yeah? This could be in Accra, or rather outside of Accra. And on that note, please be aware that the land within Accra is very, very expensive. We're talking about, in some cases, up to a quarter of a million dollars, particularly in sought-after areas like East Legon, yeah, or Ridge, and even areas like Laboni, Cantonment, or the airport area, you're looking about half a million, a million dollars, just for a plot of land. Yeah, most plots in Ghana are cut 70 by 100, yeah? So that's what they call a plot of land. You have some smaller plots, like 40 by 70 or 70 by 80, but the majority of plots in Ghana are 70 by 100. All right? So, like I said, if a fam if you see a land, so let's say, for example, family member A is advertising that they've got a land. Like I said, you don't pay anything up front. You ring the number and speak to family A, and the first thing you see, say is that you've got land for sale, can I see the site plan? So that family member who's saying the land must give you a copy of the site plan. Yeah. So if they own that land, they must have a site plan. Okay? Once you've got the site plan for that family member, the next thing you do is take the site plan that you've been given to you, you take it to the Lands Commission. So the Lands Commission in the jurisdiction. So for example, let's take an example Accra. So fam the family member has got land in Accra that they are selling. You ask for the site plan and then you take that site plan to the Lands Commission in Accra. Okay? So that's the jurisdiction under where the land is owned, yeah? In Accra. So you take it to the Lands Commission in Accra. Specifically, you go to the Mapping and Survey Division, yeah? And you give one of the people there the copy of the site plan. What they would do they would do a search using their instruments to see if the person who gives the site plan is the rightful owner of that plot of land. Yeah? So that's what the Lands Commission survey and mapping the division would do for you. Do a site plan, or do a search, sorry, of that site plan that's been given to you to ensure that whoever gave you that site plan is the rightful owner of the land. Now, if the search comes back and it does not have the person's name who gave you the site plan, that means it's a fraud and you must have nothing to do with it. Yeah? Because that person is trying to swindle you. And many people from the diaspora have been burnt because many, some Ghanaians, have tried to swindle them by saying land that is not theirs. And you, coming from the diaspora, do not want to be a victim of that because, like I said, there's a lot of land indications at the moment that could end up being a very costly affair in the courts. So if you have that situation, just say to the person, thank you, but no thanks, because the search 
has identified that you are not the bonafide owner of the land. Now, if you the search has come back from the survey and mapping division of the land department, what and if it comes up that the person who gave you the site plan, their name's on the site plan, that means you are in business. That means that person is a legitimate owner of that land. Yeah, because the search has identified that that person's name is on the site plan. All right? So the next thing that you do, you go back to the person who gives the site plan, who's the legitimate owner of the land, you now need to get from them an indenture. Now, what that indenture will have will have the history of all the owners of that land, yeah? Including the one who gave the site plan, yeah? So that indenture should be with the person who is selling you the land, yeah? Because that is that is more or less a proof of ownership, yeah? So once you've got that, site, um, that indenture from the owner of the land, you then go together to the land registry to register that land, yeah? So before you give any more monies, yeah, you, you both go to a land register to get that land registered. So that land needs to be registered in your name because the person who is selling you the land is now giving ownership, yeah, from family member A to you, the, the person who is wanting to buy the land. So that is done at the land register's office, meaning that you have to register the land in your name. So now that will make you the owner of that plot of land that you've bought from family member A. After that, you will get a land certificate from the land registry to prove that you now have title and deeds to that land that family member A bought for you. Yeah? So what I've just gone through is the correct process and steps to go to A, get land, the types of land that they are, B, the things you need to look out for, and C, the steps to go about to register your land in Ghana and also to get the land certificate and the land, uh, the land certificate that is proof of title to that land. So you've got the land certificate, you can't use that, you can't basically, you can't claim ownership. You may have the indenture, you may have the registered, but the land certificate is proof that you have title to that land. And once you got that, you can be rest assured that you are the bona fide owner of that land that you have bought from family member A. And only once you have rested the land, that's when you pay the money to that person you say you the land while you're waiting for the land certificate to arrive to you. All right? So uh, that is how the land acquisition works in Ghana. And uh, I hope you found it useful because, like I said, many diasporans uh, come to Ghana to buy land, not knowing the procedure, not knowing the processes, and not knowing what to look out for. But I hope this uh, presentation has given you an insight as to how to acquire land in Ghana, what to look out for, and how or what the process is to register your land in Ghana to avoid, you know, 
the litigation cases that unfortunately some people from the diaspora get because we don't know you know the process of how to acquire land in Ghana. So I hope you've enjoyed this presentation uh, regarding land acquisition in Ghana. And so for myself, uh, Kwame, uh, until next week's episode of Guardian Focus, where we're looking at part two of uh, this mini-series that we're doing about land and building. In part two, we'll be looking about building in Ghana and some of the things you need to look out for when you are building in Ghana and also what uh, options there are out there in terms of building in Ghana. All right, so thank you very much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you in the next edition of Ghana in Focus.